0: Holy God, the folly of the cross mocks our human wisdom, and the weakness of the crucified puts worldly power to shame. Banish from our hearts every pretense of might and knowledge, that by the power flowing from Christ's resurrection, your people may be raised up from the death of sin and fashioned into a living temple of your glory. Grant this through Christ, our liberator from sin, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, holy and mighty God, Forever
1: and ever. Amen. In the ancient passage from the book of Exodus, the Lord God calls Moses to lead his people and reveals his name to Moses. A reading from the book of Exodus Moses was keeping the flock of his father in law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There, the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. Moses looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight, and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that Moses had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses. And Moses said, Here I am. Then God said, Come no closer. Remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. God said further, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey. But Moses said to God, If I come to the children of Israel and say to them, The God of your fathers has sent me to you. And they asked me, What is his name? What shall I say to them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, Thus you shall say to the children of Israel, The Lord, the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this my memorial for all generations. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. In the following passage from his second letter to the church in Corinth, St. Paul cautions us to avoid arrogance and overconfidence even though we are the recipients of God's grace. Reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Corinthians, I do not want you to be unaware, brothers and sisters, that our ancestors were all under the cloud, all passed through the sea, all were baptized into Moses in the cloud and in the sea, all ate the same spiritual food, and all drank the same spiritual drink. For they drank from the spiritual rock that followed them, and the rock was Christ. Nevertheless, God was not pleased with most of them, and they were struck down in the wilderness. Now these things occurred as examples for us, so that we might not desire evil as they did. And do not complain as some of them did, and were destroyed by the destroyer. These things happened to them to serve as an example, and they were written down to instruct us, on whom the end of the ages has come. So if you think you are standing, watch out that you do not fall. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
2: The Lord be with you.
0: And with your spirit.
2: A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus was teaching the crowds, some of those present told Jesus about the Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices. Jesus asked them, do you think that because these Galileans suffered in this way, they were worse sinners than all the other Galileans? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish as they did. Were those 18 who were killed when a tower of Siloam fell on them? Do you think that they were worse offenders than all the others living in Jerusalem? No, I tell you, but unless you repent, you will all perish just as they did. Then Jesus told this parable. A man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard, and he came looking for fruit on it and found none. So he said to the gardener, See here, for three years I have come looking for fruit on this fig tree, and still I find none. Cut it down. Why should it be wasting the soil? The gardener replied, Sir, let it alone for one more year, until I dig around it and put manure on it. If it bears fruit next year, well and good. But if not, you can cut it down. The Gospel of the Lord.
0: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. I'm glad that Jim had the task of proclaiming that second reading, the one from Corinthians. I didn't understand it. I mean, I'd read it and read it and read it. But I think the reason I didn't understand it was it talked about the cloud. And obviously that's a computer reference, right? So maybe after Mass, Jack will be able to explain that reading to me and being under the cloud. The Gospel text. We see the followers of Jesus coming to him, and once again the followers of Jesus in the Gospel don't get it right. Did you hear about those people that Pilate, he mixed their blood with the blood of the pagan sacrifices? Did you hear about those people? What a terrible thing. They must have done something really, really wrong, right? They must have done something awful if that was their fate. When they speak this to Jesus, He doesn't really respond to that, to worrying about how guilty they were. His response is instead to call them, to call us to repentance. It's not about worrying about anybody else's guilt. It's about recognizing our own need to change, to grow. Are you down with that? This Lenten season is all about looking at our own lives, recognizing what needs to change so that we can be more intimately united with Jesus. Miss Lenten season, how's that going for you? How's that going for us? Recognizing what needs to change and asking God's grace to make those changes. The same when he talks about those people on whom the, 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 the uh, tower in Siloam fell, and, and these people were killed. Oh, they must have done something wrong, right? They must have done really, really something terrible. And I look at it, and I think that maybe the worst thing they did was hire the wrong contractor. <laughs> it's not about judging anybody else. It's not about judging the actions, the guilt of anybody else. Jesus would have us recognize that it's about ourselves. Recognizing what needs to change so that we can be more intimately united with Jesus, with his life. How do we do that? How do we figure out what needs to change? Where where does that come from? I have a post-it note on on the TV in my my study, and on the post-it note I wrote some, what I think is tremendous wisdom, and this is not from the cloud. The wisdom is, our lives change when our habits change. Think about that. Our lives change when our habits change. In the midst of this Lenten season, we look at the habits in our lives, the habits that have become so ingrained in our lives, and we recognize what needs to change. Maybe even just one habit that needs to change so that we can be free. So that we can grow closer to Jesus. So that we can be more intimately connected to Jesus who would save us. The message of Jesus in today's scripture is pretty clear. Repent. Change what needs to be changed as we share the body and blood of Jesus in the Eucharist, let's ask his help to know what it is. Ask his help to make the changes that need to be changed. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our
1: website, at goodshepherd-sc.org.